Aftershark MMA Show. This is Jim the Podcast Sherpa from Too Many Podcasts, and you've got a ringside seat to the Mark the Shark MMA Show. Let's get ready to podcast! Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark the Shark Retorto, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA Show, where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of MMA. To me, we will review the most recent and upcoming events in MMA news. In each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be special interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest hosts. Also, check out our Facebook page for news and updates on future episodes. Also, we appreciate donations from our listeners to keep our podcast up and running. You can make a donation by clicking on the Click the Support button found at anchor.fm slash Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark spelled with a C and not a K. We are also looking for guests who want to be on the show and sponsors who want to advertise their product and brand on the show. For more information, contact me on the Mark the Shark MMA Show Facebook page. Page. Also, for a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action thriller suspense novel, check out a book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobooks format on Amazon.com, and paperback version only on BarnesandNoble.com, and the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. For a good book for your kid to read, check out I Am a Survivor or Invisible Girl, written by a little 11-year-old girl by the name of Christina Retorta. She has her books in Kindle and audiobook format and paperback format on Amazon.com and paperback format on both Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. Okay, everyone, keep on listening. We'll be back shortly after this break. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built. Used by all jiu-jitsu and MMA athletes to prevent skin infections. Save 15% with the code MarkTheSharkMMAShow. This episode is also brought to you by Audible. You will get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day trial. What's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Enjoy the show. All right, guys, we're back on the show, and I got Zane back. And today we're going to be talking about the last UFC we saw, which was Khabib versus Justin Gaethje, UFC 254. How are you doing today, Zane? I'm good, Mark. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> it was a good fight, right? I had fun watching. They, there, there were a lot of good fights that night. Def, I know that we're going to co- try to concentrate on just the uh, co-main and the main event, but yeah. for anybody who, who missed this UFC, there were some, some good knockouts, some good submissions, and very definitive wins, yep. uh, at least a few of them. Yep. 
And hopefully people uh, did get to see it. It was at a very odd time, two o'clock in the afternoon, which was kind of good. Got done early. <laughs> Got I thought that was early. Cool. <laughs> it's always a good thing, you know, especially when you get kids and stuff. So I guess we could start off with the first fight with uh, Whitaker and, and uh, Jared. Yes. Yeah. So, so I thought that fight was good. Uh, Whitaker, I think, uh, I think he, he looked, he looked very good that night. I think he's, uh, that last loss he had probably put a little fire on his butt, so to speak, to get him ready to, you know, be ready for another championship fight, whether it be against Israel or not. But I, you know, I think it definitely lit a fire underneath him. What'd you think about it? Um, he looked ready. He, it looked very on point. He looked like he had a good game plan. He seemed to stick to the middle of the ring as much as he could. He seemed to try to be on his toes, ready to uh, – he seemed a little bit more on his toes, ready to fire, just always ready, 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 ready. Uh, a couple times he, you know, he put his hands down. I don't know if that was a, a tactic to try to bring uh, Jared in. But he, he definitely looked physically fit, like he always does. He looked yeah. uh, eager. He, uh, he looked like he had a good game plan. Uh, there were definitely a couple of times, though, in the fight, even though I felt that he won, there were some, there were some times where he was in trouble. Yeah, I think so, it was – I don't know if it was the last round or round before he got rocked, if I'm not mistaken, right? I honestly forget, too. I don't know yeah. if it was the – fourth round that he got rocked but then the fifth round definitely was uh you know there were there were some times where he was in trouble in the fifth round as well yeah now i actually if i recall correctly i don't know about you but i kind of went with uh i actually i think you picked whitaker i went with um, Jerry. This I, is good, I we're going with our comparison of what we did on our fight picks i'm pretty sure you picked whitaker and i picked jared only because uh, Israel thought that Jared was going to win because he was looking to see if he would be his next opponent. Like, I think a part of him wanted to fight him because uh, I kind of remember him making a comment that if Whitaker comes back, he'll just knock him out again. So I, I actually do remember that that was my, our picks. Like, you pick Whitaker and I picked uh, Jared. So I, I wasn't on that one. Good thing we were wasn't too money. I wasn't too sure if it was that way or if it was the other way around. I do remember that we both picked uh, different people, but mm -hmm. I think we both, we, I think we both had it where we understood what, uh, what we were listening to um, Adesanya saying about both of them. He felt, well, I don't want to fight Whitaker. I already beat him. So I want to try and fight somebody different. Yep. And he felt that uh, Conanier had, a style that he would have more fun fighting, but uh, Whitaker was able to pull out the win. It was pretty definitive that yes, he did win. Uh, but there was, you know, there were some times there where it could have went the other way, but I would say for the most part, he had, you know, there was some damage on, on both sides. I mean, definitely yeah, Whitaker, yeah. you know, but, um, Anyway, I just think that all around it was a fun fight. I, I never seen, I, like I've seen Conanier fight. I've seen uh, clips of his fights. I haven't really gotten a chance to see like a full fight, but 
he was definitely someone that was a threat. And I thought that he would put Whitaker a little bit more on the fence. I thought he would get in a little bit more and mix it up. But Whitaker was doing a good job keeping him at bay, you know, taking him, uh, you know, picking him apart. Um, but then also Whitaker's leg got kind of chopped up a little bit. And, and surprisingly, it wasn't too much of an issue. He wasn't limping on it. He wasn't switching his stance. But his uh, his front leg, it was it was getting chewed up after a couple of good hits. So that was another interesting part, I thought, yeah. in the fight. Yeah, it's interesting to note. I don't know if you noticed that Jared beat Anderson Silva. I don't know if he knew that. I had I had I, forgotten about that win. Yeah, yes. it was uh, two thousand May of two thousand nineteen, and then and one of the things, the first time I saw him was when he beat uh, David Branch, and the reason why I remember that is because David Branch was on the same card that Ganji fought when they were both on the World Series of Fighting. And the reason why I watched that particular fight on the World Series of Fighting is because David Branch is a Henzo Gracie uh, black belt. And uh, my instructor, Carlo Massaro, trains with him from time to time. So that that's, and I remember my instructor like pointing at it out, like, hey, there's some good fights this weekend, including uh, David Branch returning. I think that was his second fight coming back. Oh, wait, it's not his second fight coming back. I think he fought... It was like one, it's either his first or second fight coming back from World Series of Fighting back into the UFC. He fought that, um, he fought Luke Rockhold once, and I think he uh, lost that one. And then he fought uh, Jared, and uh, he lost to Jared. But I, but, and then Jared won, won that fight, and then he went to fight Anderson Silva. So in the UFC, I think he was on coming prior to this fight. He was on a three fight win streak until he fought Whitaker. So, yeah, I mean, well, he, did, he did his best. Yeah, yeah, the guy's no chump. I mean, he's without a doubt, uh, you know, someone to worry about. But, yeah. and, you know, he seemed to, I, I wouldn't say walk through everybody else, but he seemed to have some pretty good wins. And, you know, this was a big fight. You know, this was, he was right up there at the top. I think to help, I don't know how old Conanier is, but. Um, I think he's he in his seems, mid-30s. He seems like he's pretty. Oh, he is. Okay. Yeah, yeah he's, he's not, not young. Yeah, he's 36. He's, he's not, not old. He's not young. Yeah. Yeah, but he's getting up there. I mean, whatever I think is probably like. Once you get into. Yeah, let me see what Whitaker. Whitaker is, you know, that's like the end of your Yeah, but you know, now here's the interesting thing: who, who's Israel going to fight now? Is he think they're going to give him the match right away with Whitaker, or you think Whitaker? I think so. I think so. I think uh, they. Sh- I think Whitaker does deserve uh, another shot, but I think he'll lose. I think that Adesanya just looked amazing. He made quick work of uh, who did he recently beat? Costas. Uh, Costas. I, and I mean, everyone was talking about Costas, but you know, it was definitive. It was a it was a devastating win. It was very very clear. But if you know, I, I think that Whitaker gets a shot. And honestly, after that, 
I think that Adesanya has the ability with his structure to maybe even move up to light heavy. I think that he's, you know, there's not, there's no other newcomers out there that I, that I know of. I don't know if you know of any where he's got maybe two or three more fights uh, with anybody else in that division, man. I think he cleaned out that division pretty well. Um, you know, maybe one or two more people, you know, at, at most, you know, you know, who, a, would, who would be an interesting fight for uh, Israel would be uh, Uriah Hall. But I do think, I think what's going to happen is it'll probably give Whitaker one more fight to see if he's still up, you know, still up there to fight Israel. But I think an interesting matchup would be Uriah Hall. I think it, it, it's fun, you know, to watch two guys who jump around, got good kicks, but I think he would lose. Uh, I think that might, but I'd I like think to see it. I like to see it. I, I personally, I mean, just so you know, um, we're kind of doing this out of order, but Rye Hall just beat Anderson Silva, supposedly Silva's last match that he would plan that to be his retirement match. He TKO'd him last night, um, jumping a little bit off topic, but, and I always felt that Rye Hall, has potential i just think it's a mental game for him that's what you know when he does lose but i would kind of like to see him against israel i just don't know if if he would uh get up that high like if dana would grant it to him i think seeing two good strikers like that would be great but well, that's, that's more like a fun fight but i think i think uh dana's not one to really like when a person hangs on to the title for so long. I think he wants to, uh, I think he wants, he feels that fans will chime in or uh, watch when it's more interesting. And it's more interesting when, when someone is a champion for a little bit and then they lose and then there's somebody else. I mean, it's, you know, there's some, some people just don't like that. They don't like to, or at least he doesn't seems that he doesn't like it when, you know, you get a Khabib who just like for years, you know, just keeps beating people or, um, you know, you get somebody like even McGregor, you know, I think eventually he wants them to lose. So someone else comes in and it's more interesting, but I like Adesanya as far as uh, his abilities, his fighting, he definitely, definitely went up a notch when he beat Costa the way he did. I mean, this is a guy who was a bull and he gave, uh, who was it? Uh, who was it that Costa beat? And it was a well, real Costa brawl. beat Mariah Hall. No, 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 no. Not, not just that. Oh, you killed uh, Romero, right? The... Romero. Yeah. Now, that I mean, but Romero is 40. He's not built like a 40-year-old. Yes. But... But, but still, though, when he beat Romero, it was still like, you know, a tough fight, tight fight for him. But I really liked that this is someone who usually everyone's afraid to fight Romero. I mean, actually Whitaker, Whitaker beat him, uh, beat him on, on points. You know, it was a tough fight, but that was even surprised when you beat Romero, that's a championship, you know, caliber fighter. Uh, Romero is just a, an absolute beast, just devastating knees and punches and just the type of power that he generates is just incredible. But I think that that's why, Whitaker now getting up to this level, he deserves maybe one more shot. And if he loses again, then I truly feel that there's really not many. I don't think there's much of a challenge for Adesanya to stay at this weight. 
and he has the type of structure where he's very, very lean, you know, an extra 15 pounds, you know, 20, 20 pounds on him. He can, he can carry that easy and he'll still be fast for, whoops, I got something on my phone and he'll still be fast for that two, uh, that 205 uh, pound weight class. Yeah. So, you know, it's, you know, something that, something to think about is something that I think that might possibly happen. Um, I don't know, you know, if he'll be as strong as everyone else in the 205 weight division, uh, the champion now, he's a, an interesting, different guy. So, you know, but I think if Adesanya had that weight on him, he'd probably be able to jump around, stay, you know, keep him at bay and, and maybe, maybe even take the 205 might be a, a champ champ. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Now let's get on to the main event, Khabib versus Ganji. Now, I don't remember who yeah. you picked, but I lost oh, it. I, I was I, going for I, Ganji on that one. I picked, I picked Justin Gaethje only because I felt that if he did get taken down, he might have the wrestling accolades to get back up but the thing is, he would have to hurt Khabib before. If you don't hurt Khabib before, and if it go and if he gets you, you know, and and Gaethje, he, he got up, um, I think once or twice. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's and there was a couple of people that got up from uh, Khabib in the past, and it was a, a couple of people in the past. I, I don't have the names in front of me right now, but if uh, there was definitely. You know, even though he's amazing on the ground, there were there were people that had the uh, the fight experience to not match, you know, threaten him as far as hey, I can get up and then I can hit you. So, but you know, I, I would say the champ is, has always been able to not get rocked and not take too much damage, and he's he's just relentless, and and that's what happened in the fight. I felt that. Surprisingly, uh, you know, Gaethje wasn't able to to kind of move and stay away. That he he did eventually. Khabib cut off the ring and kept threatening him and kept getting him and kept getting him and took him down, took him down, and eventually just submitted him. But uh, I I took Gaethje at first because I really thought that maybe he's going to be able to move and defend a takedown and land some big bombs like he did with Tony Ferguson. Yeah, which again, even Tony Ferguson, I, I said this before, um, didn't you know? Don't really like him as a person too much, but he definitely went up a notch on, you know, even though he took a beating. Just when anybody takes a beating like that, I mean, none, no one that you know, no one I know, could take that beating. How many, uh, like, one hundred percent full swings from Gaethje, who has an amazing uh, amount of power, and he took. 50 of those shots and still just it, you know it took him a really really long time for them to finally just say all right that's it Man. so um I, I just thought it was a a really great fight i like both fighters i like gaichi i like um khabib and i thought it was uh two great fighters what i had the utmost respect for as far as uh you know personality and fight skill and I just thought it was a, an amazing fight. Yeah. I just found it was amazing that, you know, Ganji banged his leg up and then he took it. And then just at that, that second round with that 
the way he was going for that submission, it looked like he was going, uh, a typical setup is usually done like, uh, like a lot of Henzo Gracie black belts tend to do that move too. Like, like if you mount the guy and you, you step your leg over and you can get, you, you can either, depending on how the guy moves, you can go into an arm bar or even like a weird on the plot if the guy moves a certain way, but he didn't have to do that. He didn't. Uh, that's what I found was surprising is when he he got, he got on top of him, he mounted him. He did not have to do that at all. I don't know if it was like a move he's been working on just for for a while, and he just wanted to hit it because I think every from from my memory, every single one of his fights he usually wins by like getting the guy's back and then cranking it. Yes. Um, the so way that maybe he wanted to show he had some jiu-jitsu skills because I mean he did not have to forfeit that dominant position and go to his back to pull that triangle off like the way No, I think he did it on I think he felt something. I think they um I think between what they trained for, I don't think that they just trained a move. You know, whenever you know who you're fighting, you uh, there are like John Jones said, there are hole in their game per se, but they might have tendencies. So they probably saw something where they said, hey, listen, he might be able to defend the rear naked choke or be able to get up this way. So maybe let's you know, practice these couple of things because these are where his tendencies are. So I think that what happened was, I mean, the, the, the move itself, you and I both know that's not a high level move. That's like a blue no, no, belt. Way he set it up, but, though, the way he yeah. locked the arm up, that that was it's a, a very unique setting to the way like a lot of Henzo Gracies do it. The, at least the guys I roll with. But, yeah, uh, but I mean, a mounted triangle is, uh, you know, something where you got to have good balance and you got to make sure that when you lift the head and you scoop the leg and you got to get ready for if the guy rolls out of it and bumps and whatever. And he just. He, of course, uh, you know, black belt. No, but here's the thing. He wasn't really initially. I don't think he was going for the triangle. It's because the guy, I think he was going to go for an arm bar. And then it just, he just switched it to a triangle. He just locked I think, it up. I, I think you're right. But I think what happened was it's because of that split second. So a black belt's going to know, wait a minute. I don't feel 100% with the arm bar. If I go this way, screw it. I'll, I'll switch, I'll pivot. And then boom, he just felt, he felt good about the mounted triangle. So he just went for it. And the thing is, you know, I don't think that many people were so used to Khabib just getting the back and even the way he cranks his rear naked, it's not really a rear naked. It's, it's like you said, it was more of a, of a, uh, a crank. Right. And it's, and just the, uh, the way that he puts his forearm, the way he, he clasps his hands and, puts his forearm into the back and then puts his whole body into it. It's you know, a lot harder than people think to, well, just move and just get out of it. I mean, and, and even his mounted triangle, I'm sure that there was probably, you, you know, it was like, Oh, it's a mounted triangle. It wasn't a big deal, but I'm sure that there were little twists of his hip and the way he threw his, his legs. And there's just all those little tiny angles that you know of that yeah. other people don't know of. It's all in how you do it. It's not just the move. It's those little twerks, those little things that you do that just make you that much better than the other guy. Mm. So now here's the question. Do you think he's going to stay retired? 
I do. I think he's uh, religious. I think his dad passed away, and that was his. Uh, that was his. Uh, his fight, you know, the fight to celebrate, not to celebrate his dad's, but to uh, respect his dad's, um, you know, death. And I think that he, I think that he poured it on even more out of respect for his dad. He had to win that fight out of respect for his dad. And I honestly think that the guy has been truly a definitive winner. And I think, uh, I think he'll probably train. I think that you might see, you know, other people from his camp become champions, but I think he's truly none. I don't think he has anything to prove. I don't, I don't think that he's some hot shot like, like BJ Penn. He came back like two or three or four times or whatever it was, and he should have stayed retired. Uh, BJ Penn is a little bit more of the character. He's got something to prove. You know, Khabib, he's not like that. He doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. I think he'll stay retired. All right. Well, I guess I guess only time will tell, right? I think I don't think he's like one of those guys that's like flamboyant and spends money. No, he's the opposite. Man, I, feel. I don't think he's like that. But it would it would be interesting to see now that this opens up. So now is Ganji going to get another title shot right away against whoever? I think, I think they're going to pay somebody. I think. I think they'll take the top four guys and they'll make a tournament that way, yeah. and then they'll pick a champion somehow. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think I don't know why they did it again. I think Connor is fighting Poitier again. Why I don't know. Because he, if I'm not mistaken, he destroyed him the first time. So I'm guessing it's going to be those two would win or those. Yeah. Two now I do give Angie. whoever wins that. I guess is going up against Angie. I think. I think uh, Poirier is. Um, I think he's he's gotten better. And he's got something to prove against Connor. So I think it would be kind of a cool. I would like to see him win. I just don't know if he's going to. Yeah, um, Connor's been out of it for a while. So, I mean, it all depends on Connor's mindset. That's the one thing about Connor, dude. I mean, how can I say this? Like, I think to be a world champion, you got to have total confidence in yourself. But I think he's like on a different level when it comes to the mindset for that. Like he honestly believes whatever he says comes out of his mouth. He actually believes it. Whereas I no, think other I fighters, think so. I think they got, they'll, they'll have a little bit so. of doubt. I don't think Connor's got any self doubt in him. No, nope. I think he does. I, I think that a lot of what he says, he knows is a bunch of BS or just arrogant and he knows he, he shouldn't say it, but he says it because he knows it'll make him popular. So no, oh, no, I'm not talking guy. about that stuff. I'm just saying like his, I'm not talking about like when he talks, how he talks to people, makes fun of him, like when he's getting ready for a fight. No, I'm saying like his mental attitude. Like if Towards he thinks he can beat someone or if he knows he can do something, I think he can actually do it because he actually believes in it. Where some people will be like, oh, yeah, I know I can do it, but I got to train a little bit harder and then hopefully I get it. Him, I just think he just he just sets his mind to it, you know, and he believes it. Whether it happens or not, that's another thing. I, so think, he has I think that him and Bordier fight, and the winner of that fight fights Ganji. Hopefully, well, what they're doing. You do got Tony Ferguson in there. I mean, some people want to say never. I don't think he's ever going to be the same after that beating. I don't think so. That beating. I don't even think he'll be able to fight before the end of the year. 
They might not. That's got to be at least a six-month, uh, whatever they call it, not a suspension, but that recovery period that the uh, the organization gives. I forget what the name of the organization is. Like when you get knocked out or depending on what your injury is, you're not allowed to fight. The commission uh, tells you, all right, you can't fight for X amount. Well, there's got to be. There's got to be. So that's not happening. So Poirier, I don't know if it's going to happen this year. But there's if it does, be- then I would say it's going to be Ganji versus whoever the winner of that fight is probably early January, February next year. I think there's got to be a medical evaluation to see how good Tony Ferguson feels. And then you also got to look at the managers and see how they feel. But, you know, there's definitely – three, four, five fighters at the top that they have to have some sort of round robin or something yep. where they can select a champion. So we're about two or three fights away, I think, from, uh, a, you know, a champion. Yeah, so. Yep. Give me- well, anyway, we'll figure it out. And um, I think that's it for now. Guys, we'll be back after this break. Marcus Sander was a normal family man till he was captured by the Nazis, imprisoned and tortured. His only means of survival was to become a vampire. Now his only fear is on how to keep his daughter safe, but not only from the Nazis, but from the creatures of the Dark World. Marcus the Vampire, the first book in the Dark World Chronicle series, now available at www retortofamilybooks.com and on amazon.com get it now are you a fan of the Mark the Shark MMA show are you looking for some swag check us out on the web at www.marktheshark.mmashow.com where we sell t-shirts hoodies crop tops hats beanie hats anything you want Check it out. Are you also looking to become a guest on the show and be interviewed by me, Mark the Shark Retorto? Well, go to the website and sign up as a guest. Are you looking to become a sponsor? Go to the website, sign up, take advantage of the wild range growth of the sport of MMA and be have your business and service advertised to millions of listeners that listen to this podcast every week worldwide from everywhere. Check it out, www.marktheshark.mmashow.com. Hey, what's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA Show. Enjoy the show. guys we're at the end of our show this is mark retorto i'm signing off and don't forget to follow us on our facebook page it's called the mark the shark mma show and it's mark with a c not a k and also feel free to leave us messages by using the anchor app and also don't forget if you look in a mood for a good action thriller book to buy my book called the cabal the saga begins it's available on amazon and barnesandnoble.com and if you need a good book for your kid get the I Am Survivor book or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter Christina Retorto, also available on Barnes & Noble 
and Amazon.com. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen to our shows every week. Thank you.